Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of my art and self-improvement podcast. Hi, I'm Katie, and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art so that they can get paid doing what they love. I struggled with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors, and this is my weekly update of how I'm improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time and my art. (laughs) So how was your week? Yeah, good, pretty normal, cool. Mine was incredible. I learned that I am entitled. Yay! (laughs) Okay, all jokes aside, it truly was the best thing to happen to me this week and like this year. And I'm really excited to tell you about it in this episode. So I'm actually going to refer you to another podcast. Yeah, there's a podcast uh, episode that I listened to recently, and it's from one of my mentors, and it was just so good. Seriously, so good, and I think you should listen to it first. It's all about entitlement. And then come back to this one if you'd like to hear about how it has affected my life and my mindset and what I'm doing, you know, with this information moving forward. So, oh, and it's in the description, by the way. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not horrible. Like, I'm not so insanely entitled. But truly, like most humans, I had some entitlement going on. And I know the episode, you know, it sounds like, oh God, I don't want to hear about entitled people, you know, um, entitled people suck, or I don't want to know about how entitled I am, but I promise you, my friends, learning about it and being aware of it was the most freeing thing I experienced this week. And it was, it like fired me up. So really, I highly, highly recommend it. This coach um, who made the the podcast episode, she helps life coaches make money. But when you're listening to it, just, you know, replace the life coach stuff with art. It can really be applied to any business, any entrepreneurship, Um, even if you're making, even if you're working at a company and stuff, you know, like this kind of thinking and this kind of mindset is just so useful. So just replace that stuff with anything else. Um, cause really like any human should just listen to this. So anyway, okay, listen to that and come back to this. So now for those of you who are staying around, she explains entitlement better than I can right now, but I will explain it here as well. Entitlement is the feeling that we have, like something is owed to us. It's a shitty feeling. I don't like it. And it often comes from thoughts like I should or shouldn't. You know, any should or shouldn't thought, like, I should be farther ahead. I should be able to play as much games as I want. I shouldn't have to work this hard. And sometimes from thoughts like, I want, like, I wanna, I don't wanna, (laughs) right? Entitlement is what happens when our brains lose sight of our already inherent worthiness, completeness, wholeness that we already have. And so then our brains in an effort to like gain worthiness again, like like that that it thought is gone, we feel owed what 
whatever it is that we have attached our worthiness to, like something outside of it, outside of us. Pretty much it's a brain error. It's a misinterpretation. So let me illustrate how entitlement has shown up in my life, in my clients' lives, and just kind of what I see in general too in the world, especially in an art standpoint. And also how seeing this has totally set us free. Okay, this first way is, is pretty amazing to me. It's, it's one symptom of this type of entitlement, but I think it's a good way to illustrate it. So if you're somebody that really struggles to focus like I am, I think this is going to be really, really helpful to you. You know, like if you do you find yourself getting distracted really easily, like you, you know, check your phone a lot, you put on, you know, you put on stuff while you're working when you really know you shouldn't, right? Stuff that's like pretty distracting. So if that's you, listen up. I definitely struggled with this as well. Um, and I can tell that when I'm in a pretty distracty type of day, day my, my day would just feel so much longer, but at the same time, so much shorter. Because I, and I, and at the end of the day, like I just know that I could have finished the work so much sooner and I would have had so much more free time and more like downtime if I just focused. So it can get pretty bad for me, like in that, like, you know, I felt like I needed to be entertained all the time. So even if I was like brushing my teeth or, or, you know, I'm about to put lotion before going to bed. Sometimes like I just, before I could let myself do that, I had to go look for my phone and then scroll around to find like a podcast or music to listen to so that I just never felt bored. I just was always entertained. It was like I was anxious about feeling bored. And you know, when I was working, it felt really hard for me. Like when I'm making art, sometimes it would be really hard for me to not put on a TV show or a movie or YouTube that I've never seen and that I knew would be distracting. I thought my focusing problem was because I lacked the skill of focus. Like I thought maybe, okay, maybe I need to like start meditating because, um, you know, it, it makes you focus on your breath, right? Or I thought maybe I needed timers. Maybe I needed to take more breaks. Maybe that was the problem with focus. But I knew that wasn't totally true, like all of that, because I know people who can focus without meditating. And I know people who work five hours straight without breaks and they are totally focused. So I Googled it. And I found an article that described focus like this. Focus is clarity of purpose. And that just made so much sense to me. So much sense to me. When you're super focused on a task and you're just going from, and even when you're switching tasks, you're just so focused, it's because you are so absolutely clear of the purpose of this task. And you know exactly what the end goal is. So if I'm like haphazard and getting distracted easily, it's because I'm not super clear on the purpose of the task that I have in front of me. And that like kind of put two and two together for me. When I'm working on something, the purpose of this task is to not entertain me. It's not meant to entertain me. That is not its purpose. And even when I'm brushing my teeth, the point of brushing my teeth is not to be entertained in that moment. The point is to clean my teeth. <laughs> and this tied really well with the entitlement that I learned because I was totally feeling entitled to feeling good all of the time. Like 
Katie, and everyone listening, we are not entitled to never feeling bored. We are not entitled to being entertained all the time. We're not entitled to always feeling good all of the time. The point of making this podcast for me right now, it's not about feeling good. It's, yes, it's fun, but it can be really hard sometimes. I, can ha- I have struggle focusing sometimes. It's, but the point of it, the purpose of it is for me to reflect on my week, to give me nuggets of wisdom from my own, from my own week, and then to give you guys something of value. That is the purpose. <laughs> the purpose is not to put on a TV show while I'm working and hope that it won't distract me. And that has set me free. Okay, next thing. I am not entitled to a successful art career. I am not entitled to a successful coaching business or art business. I am not entitled for any of it to support me. I am not entitled to not getting a job if I need to pay my bills. I was so against this last year or this year. I was working, 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 but with so much fearful energy that sometimes it just wasn't productive. Like, you know, bills to pay, like I am supporting myself, but it's like, you know, you guys know if, if you have ever freelanced that like like the self-employed life can be pretty up and down until you get like a really, really good rhythm, until you get like a good enough amount of work or, or unless you've done it for a long time. But I had so much thoughts like this business should take care of me. No, are you kidding? Especially first year of business, not at all. One of my clients was in deep, deep fear about bills as well he had coming up. And he was trying so hard to make his freelance career work. But the fear that he had around his bill that was coming up in like October or something like that was so big that sometimes it just enveloped him in like this black shroud of desperation and panic and then defeat and exhaustion that he just doesn't do anything. That it he, he felt drained, but yet there was like not much was getting done. So I sent him this episode and then I told him, you are not entitled to a successful art career, to a career that supports you. If that bill comes up and you need to pay it, you are not entitled to not get a job. You're going to learn exactly what you need to learn by getting a job and doing art at the same time. And I really could hear it, you know, the way he talked about it and his shift. Like he said he saw the bill as this big monster that was going to eat him, that like was chasing him, uh, like, you know, ahead, like he could see it and it was going to swallow him up. And now the idea of getting a job if he has to is truly no big deal. Like, yeah, like I'm not entitled. Like it's just what I got to do, you know, and that has set him free. (laughs) It's so much easier to be creative and get work done when we allow that for ourselves. And that's the way I felt too. When I was finally like, you know what, if I need to pick up freelance work in order to to support myself in order to whatever, like, yeah, that's what I got to do. And man, I used to be so entitled when it came to freelance work. Like last year, I was doing a lot of freelance work and I was like such a little baby brat about it. If it wasn't like my ideal job, if it wasn't like exactly what I want to do, I just had like such a shitty attitude. And I, at that point, had never freelanced before. You can be picky with your jobs when you are drowning in job offers that you can actually pick 
from it, right? And now that I've let go of that entitlement, I'm like, I would be so grateful. You know, I'm totally grateful for freelance work as I grow my own stuff and as I, as I build my own thing. And, you know, even if it's not the perfect job, even if it's not exactly what I want to do, but it's like, yeah, I'm not entitled. I'm, I'm not like exper- an experienced freelancer, right? And there's a totally big difference between an experienced artist and an experienced business person. So you might be, you might have practiced art for a long time, but, you know, you haven't practiced exchanging money, right, for a service that you're, you're doing. And so all of that has set me free. <laughs> okay, this next one is a good one. I actually recently coached a client on reducing their prices. Yes, you heard me. And why the hell would I do that? Because here is the truth, my friends. If you aren't able to sell your services for the price that you've set it at, it has nothing to do with people not valuing your work. It's always because your belief is not aligned with that price. It's because you don't believe you can sell at that price. So you have two choices. You either need to get your belief up right? You need to find evidence. You need to work on your mindset so that your belief is aligned with that price. And so then you can sell that price and you can talk about that price without flinching, right? It doesn't feel weird at all. You're like, yeah, of course. I'm totally like, makes total sense that I'm, that I'm charging this price. Easy, right? Or the other option that I'm about to talk to you now is this. So first, let me preface it, with, preface it with this. I know that there's a lot of people talking about how you need to value your work, so you need to charge higher. But here's the thing. You are not entitled to charging high prices when you have little to no experience, when you don't have a large network, when you don't have a well-established reputation, right? So the other option is that you lower your price to your belief level, especially if you're new especially if you're new to either the freelancing game or the commission game or that you're new to like belief work. Sometimes it's easier to lower your price to your belief level, work with what you've got, and then gather evidence that you can trade your work for money and then raise your, pl- raise your prices as your beliefs grow with it. So this is exactly what I suggested to my client. Because also, you know, it's a lot riskier for a commissioner, for a client, to commission a new and experienced, an inexperienced artist, right? That is the trade. And same with companies, like, at all, that is the trade that we get. So, like I said, this is what I suggested. And, and, and I told her, like, even if you lowered your price, right? You are still going to show up like a motherfucking professional giving the best service ever. You're going to over deliver. You're going to blow their minds with your work and with your service, even when you're charging low. And that is going to make you way more money than charging high prices at the start. You make money based on who you are, not like what you charge or what you do, right? It's a ba- it's how you show up is what's going to make you way more money. 
And, and as we were having this conversation, she also said, you know, eventually Ashley was like, because she was resistant to it at first, but then eventually she was like, yeah, you know what? Like if, if I totally believed that my, um, because she also noticed that like, you know, I, I wonder if I was charging that price because I was trying to prove something, which is what a lot of, a lot of beginner artists do. We're trying to prove something with the pricing, right? And so she was saying then like, you know, if I, if I totally believe that my art is worthy, then I'm not going to need high prices to prove my worth, to prove the worth of my art. I would just believe it's worthy. That's the opposite of entitlement, right? That's what we do. When we're entitled, we think outside things need to prove our worthiness. When we're not entitled, we totally believe it. We don't think we're undervaluing ourselves and we just get to work. That's it. We just get to work to get to a place where we can comfortably, confidently charge high prices. We got experience under our belt. We've got a network. We've got referrals. Yeah. And that has set us free. <laughs> okay, two more guys. Okay, the next way that entitlement tends to show up for artists and in my own life is thinking that we should be farther along. This tends to happen to me when I see another artist's work and their success and I feel all weird, right? I'm like jealous and I'm like, meh, I want to have what they have. And, you know, my mind goes to like, I should have what they have, right? Um, but... But now, now that I understand this whole entitlement thing, like, you know, I'm not entitled to their success. I'm not entitled to having what they have. And so then I just notice my thinking when that pops up, when I feel weird looking at, you know, when I feel weird looking at people's like stuff. And I just calmly say to myself, like, wait a second, Katie, like if you look to the past and you look at like the amount of work that you've put in, or you know all the actions you take it makes total sense why you have what you have now or that you are where you are now and they are where they are because of the amount of work they put in because of all the failure they've gone through right so i'm not entitled and that has set me free so much y'all it's like the best thing like i'll feel a twinge of jealousy sometimes but then nope it's it's done. It just goes away very quickly. And I would like to think that, yeah, it'll just go away quicker and quicker. Okay, this last one is really personal for me. It's not related to art. Um, really, it's about, it's, it, this is for my brothers and sisters out there who love to blame their childhood for how fucked up they are now or for a lot of things that happen that are not going right in their lives now. I totally get it. Like, I, I'm with you there. Like, I understand that that tendency. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. I know that there are a lot of people out there who had some really, really fucked up shit happen in their childhood. Like, I am very much not suggesting for everyone to think this way or whatever. Um, this is just, I'm just talking about my experiences and what has helped me. And if this helps you too, awesome. If it doesn't, don't take it. Don't take this advice. Um, all I know is for me, a thought that has truly set me free recently is I am not entitled to good parents or I am not entitled to a childhood like another person's pretty much, right? Like all the people that I think like have great childhoods or I'm like, I wish I had that. I would be so much better off, whatever. I am not entitled to any of that. I have 
every single thing I need in this very moment. I have food, I have water, I have shelter, I have my breath, I have my health. Even my health is not something I'm entitled to, which is why I'm starting to take my exercise very seriously again. Many people struggle to have food and water. So I have those things. I am very, very fortunate. I am not entitled to more than I currently have or what I had in my childhood. I am not entitled to good parents. And you know what? Actually, my, my parents were imperfect, but you know what? They're pretty good. And every action that I take today, everything that I decide to do today has nothing to do with that. It's all of my decisions today and I am not entitled to anything else. So yeah, I was very entitled and you know what? I still am entitled sometimes. It's just the human brain. I just need to be aware of it. But if you listen to the podcast that I suggested, you know, Stacy, the coach, she talks about how it's not me at my core that's entitled. It's the human brain that had an error. It had forgotten for a moment or for periods of time that I, that I am already worthy. It's totally forgotten that. And then this is just its way of trying to get that back. That's it. Okay, guys. So now that we are an audio only family and there aren't comments that I can read, you know, read down below and reply to, please, please, please take a screenshot of this and DM me on Instagram if you heard it and your thoughts and opinions, what you got out of it, what you learned, what was your favorite part. Like I, I really still love to have that kind of exchange with you. So Please, yeah, follow me on Instagram, DM me. I'll put my Instagram in the description in the description as well. And you know what? If you're feeling like really generous and this really, really helped you, I would really appreciate it if you did share this podcast. Like if you put it on your stories or on Instagram or in any way that you like sent the screenshot that you took. Uh, so yeah, thanks guys. And of course, if you're finding yourself just in that entitlement zone, like feeling super unappreciative about life and seeing and not seeing your own worth and you are aware of it or you notice it or you're just generally feeling like not great and you know that it's like you you can turn that shit around but you haven't been able to do it on your own, like let's talk, okay? I really wouldn't want you to stay there for long. It's not like creative, it's so, the creativity is not birthed there. It sucks, so. DM me or you can schedule a call in the episode description. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I love you so much. This was so awesome to talk to you this way. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.